0: Welcome to the Destination Begin Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here, sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, hi. Welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. I have my favorite guest on today, Amanda
2: hello
1: I remember i did a lessons uh from a mountain where i talked about climbing with her and then i interviewed her last time she was here in november and now she's back i'm
2: here
1: guess no, who's back more mountains we're climbing a different mountain this time yes guess who's back back again shady's guess- back <laughs> Is that what tell your friends
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have people messaging me on instagram that are bigger fans of amanda than me it's not possible. It's possible. You're my biggest fan. It happens. I am your biggest I, fan. I think I'm your biggest fan, too. Hmm. It works. See how this works? So Amanda's here in Miami with me because um, she's here as much as humanly possible. But we're here to talk about what we're doing together, which is really, really fun and really, really hard. We're working together to compete on stage in a, a bodybuilding competition. Dun, dun, dun.
2: dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we want to, it's been a really funny journey, and so we want to talk about the whole process because I know there's stuff that we've learned along the way that we didn't know was going to happen, and maybe you're interested. Yep, and we have a lot more to learn, I feel. I feel as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're not familiar with the bodybuilding competition, basically there's people who build their bodies, <laughs> and then they compete. <laughs> <laughs> and so a competition basically you get your physique into a certain shape so there's lots of different categories for men and women but we only really know about the women's categories right we sort yeah. of know
2: yeah i they're. vaguely am aware of the other categories but there's a lot and yeah. it depends on what federation you're competing in as well so there's multiple federations
1: yes we're competing in the npc which is what is that the national physique council I think. oh I do not even know. See, this is how little we actually know about the big stuff. Now, we can tell you exactly how many carbs there are in, like, cottage cheese, but we can't tell you what the name of any of the things are that we're doing. There's a lot of acronyms. There is. A lot of acronyms. So, bodybuilding, you know, you've heard of, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you've seen all of that. And then you see all the ripped chicks, and they look like, you know, they've been in the gym forever, and they're spray-tanned. And that's, like, the extreme side of it. But there's a lot of women that are into bodybuilding because it's it's just a way to really hone in your physique and see what your body can do. And if you like to lift, it's kind of the like running a marathon of weightlifting, I think. Somebody
2: described it to me as a beauty pageant for athletes.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, it does kind of feel that way. Yeah, it does. Especially considering all of the pageantry we're working on. Yes. So, so we are competing in our first show on May 8th, and it's the NPC Midwest Championships sponsored by First Form. Yes. It's in St. Louis. And we picked it because of the date, not because of the show.
2: (laughs) Right. We wanted a bigger show, but we also wanted a date that was in May. For me, it was May or bust because I just do too many, like, things like we did last June, like climb a mountain, climb Pikes Peak. So I wanted to do things, and my impression was that, you know, training and prepping, at least for the part that's right up to the show, is really intense. And you don't get to just go do three hours of cardio Um, you know hiking and biking and stuff
1: yeah you're literally not allowed to do long endurance things because you're just I mean we're doing a lot of cardio but it's your goals are different and so it's a whole different kind of training and so in summertime in Minnesota you don't get much time to be outdoors so the last thing you want to be doing is minimizing cardio or doing it on a stair climber inside when it's beautiful out for the five minutes right (laughs) of Minnesota summer exactly yep so we're traveling. Neither one of us live in St. Louis, so we're traveling to our first show, but it's going to be really fun. So today is six weeks out.
2: <gasps>
1: I'm freaking out. So
2: Very close.
1: Yeah. So we're going to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how we arrived at this because we are more endurance cardio queens. Um, as we talked about last time Amanda was on here, Amanda has done Ironmans and you do all kinds of endurancey things.
2: Marathons and I enjoy mountain biking and hiking. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I like to just go for whatever I want to, and I like F45, and I just like cardio. Same. <laughs> and so, and I've always hated weightlifting. I've done it because it's a, it's a requirement of being a human. You need to lift some weights. But Amanda's always been more of a lifter. I don't know. It seems like you enjoy it more. And- I think I latched onto it
2: uh, reluctantly. I was injured. I was an injured uh, runner, but uh, reluctantly... I darkened the door of a gym to get stronger, and my goal was, the keyword was durable. I wanted to be more durable so I could do longer cardio things. <laughs> so I found in weightlifting some of the same satisfaction, gratification that I had gotten in, in cardio racing events, like, you know, running and biking, because you could either aim to do more reps or bigger weights or accomplish new lifts that you couldn't previously do, um... Some of those same like goal-oriented mechanisms appealed to me once I got further into it.
1: And I met you at F45, but knew you from CrossFit. And so you were like, you've always been more muscular and more strong. And then at F45, we'd be doing strength training workouts and you'd be the one with like the bigger, heavier weights saying you gotta lift heavy. I'm like, ew, that's stupid, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just dealt with it. But, um, and so we've done all these endurance things. I've done the marathon thing, all that. It was kind of like what's the next thing our marathon we did like a year ago felt really easy to me and i thought okay i gotta raise the bar but i wasn't really sure what and so i had thought about doing a show a long time ago and then just quickly put the idea out of my head but there are a lot of women who've done a show who will often say you should do it it's a great experience and when you see a woman who's prepping for a show and you see her body become so amazing it's easy to say whoa i want to look like that And so then for me, that was why I had ever thought about doing a show, was this might be the the way that I actually get my body to be what it should be or could be. Um, But I was always like, no, because it just seems so hard. Seems so far away. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I think, took
2: kind of like a snotty attitude about it initially when I first um, heard about it or even thought about it, because I thought, I'm a performance athlete. I'm not an aesthetic athlete. Yeah. I don't – I want to do things in, you know – do activities that allow me to perform better and not necessarily just to look a certain way.
1: Yeah, because truly, I mean, right now, the way our bodies are six weeks out, we aren't the most athletic machines because our goals are so different. And so I don't know if I could run away from my life right now. My cardio capacity has gone down because we are chasing a look, not overall body health, cardiovascular endurance, all those things. So it really is it really is about aesthetics yes and that's that's it honestly
2: yeah i've kind of stopped running i don't run very much anymore it just it's hard it's catabolic that's what our coach would say yes so Which, what does that mean means muscle eating yes yes not preserving anabolic would be preserving catabolic is your body uses your muscle tissue for fuel and so you yes. don't want to do that
1: that's what that means
0: mm-hmm.
1: So. I think, Amanda, you considered a show before I did. At least you had brought it up to me before. And we actually seriously kind of talked about it last year. Or the year before, I guess it was. And then I said, no, I wanted to do my cardio. And I think you said the same thing at that point in time. Yeah. But then this past summer, one of my friends was doing a show. And I saw her every week posting her prep photos. And it was that, again, okay, I've done the endurance things. I've done all the hard things. Um, I just got done with live hard. And so I done all the, you know, 75 hard, phase one, two, three. And I don't do well without a long-term goal. I need some reason, bigger reason, to get up and go do a workout. I have to have a purpose. So I thought, well, maybe I'll use my friend's coach and just start lifting and start eating according to a plan and just see what happens, because it'll be something new to do. And that was last July when I hired that coach and I started doing that. And that was the first time I'd done intentional lifting, leg day, shoulder day, chest day, in years. Well, I actually never really done it ever and it and i hadn't been in the gym lifting for a long time so it was a big adjustment and i really hated it
2: <laughs> i think for me covid contributed too, just because we kind of felt like we were living in a hole a little bit mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you know the lack of focus or the variety of activities that you participate in you know in normal non-COVID life what's just made it seem so far away but it felt like I could really focus on this like one goal and it really does lend itself to just like being in one place being hyper focused on your diet and on your lifts and stuff and which is totally doable in this more this new world it's true
1: it's true I think COVID did play a big role into okay what can I do that lights me up Group mm-hmm. fitness is kind of out. Mm-hmm. I started it when I was just running workouts in the park and there were no gyms open, and I wasn't, you know, wasn't doing F 45 anymore. Um, and I think we both, like, I started hired my trainer and started lifting about the same time you started doing the same thing last summer. Yep. But you'd.
2: I was going to get married in September, which and I you did. did. Okay, I was
1: going to say. <laughs> you I
2: was did. going to, and I went through with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was my first. Goal. I wanted to see if I could get, uh, transform my body at least a little bit to,
1: um, I'm making motions. I want Amanda to talk louder. I know. Looking at me like what? Hey, Amanda, you need to talk louder. That's what this signal means. Uh, Got it.
2: I'll do better. I'm not (laughs) editing this out. That's fine. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Anyway, you were going to get married and you did.
2: I did. And, um, I felt like I got you know a little taste of what a prep cycle might look like, and that was kind of my goal. And I wasn't gonna like fully commit to doing a show, though I had met some people who had done them before and encouraged me to do it, and said I might you know do well. I might have you know already the muscle size and growth and ability to compete in um, in, a, in a show.
1: Yeah, and so I said, well, I might do it, and then you started actually doing the cut and so I watched you trim weight and get thinner and follow the diet and do really well and I thought okay that's really hard that's gonna be really hard because you were working really hard and you looked amazing in your wedding dress and you looked amazing and so I was like all right this really works so then my friend that was doing her show it was in October and so decided to just go and see a show in person and then decide and so Amanda and I went to the it was it was a pro show in minneapolis so there was a pro bikini competition in the beginning and then it was the amateur local um competition so we got to see the bikini pros from all over the country actually kind of there were some from all over the world come in and do a bikini show and i'd never seen one i had no idea even what they were doing or what the poses were and we sat up in the very last row and watched this i had no idea what was going
2: on i did I still can't even really remember because it was so, like, foreign to me, what
1: was happening. Yeah, what were they getting judged on? Why were they walking so slow? Why were they just sticking their butts out?
2: Yeah. They I just was, stick their butts out. The butt sticking out. The um, the haunches, I was, like, hyper-focused on the haunches. They had, like, divots where my saddlebags normally are. <laughs> Theirs went in instead of out. I, yeah. I just was, like, staring at it, like, wow, it's amazing. They look just beautiful, shiny, like, muscular. uh butts on these girls that uh, yeah. that would be really something that would be a miracle the that impossible would be a thing. yes
1: and like the pros came out and they did their show kind of first so it was you know bikini so we shouldn't no so there's there's different divisions in bodybuilding we skipped this there's bikini which is the smallest and then there's figure which is slightly more muscle and then physique and then bodybuilder so those are the four classes for women there's also wellness which is kind of in between bikini and figure but they're all judged on different parts of the body. So, bikini is judged on shoulder and glutes. Actually, I actually don't really know what criteria. But shoulder and glutes. <laughs> I know, I'm competing in it and I don't even know, but that's the division I'm competing in and then And like presentation, presentation. is a big deal in bikini. Yes. Like the actual posing routine and smoothness yes. and femininity, feminine, yeah, the, the whole package. You have to look like a Barbie who works out basically, which I'm totally here for.
0: Just FYI. Yeah.
1: So, and then your division Figure. uh,
2: Slightly more muscularity, roundness. It's like a, they call it a V taper. So from your, um, in your lat area, so from your shoulders down, there should be a nice V shape down to your waist. Um, And then full quads, a little more muscle separation. We're judged on everything in figure. So back muscles and chest and legs and all the things that bikini isn't necessarily.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer because, you know, depending on your genetics, your body develops in different areas better than others, and my back has come along really, really well, and in bikini, your back is not judged. In fact, you should cover it the hell up. <laughs> so, it's such a bummer that my back will be completely covered, but whatever. I still get to wear it out in public. Yes. I mean, I don't have to cover it in real life, you and do. I don't. No. So. So, we were sitting there at the very top row, and the pros came out and they, you know, they're professionals. All these women, when you are a pro in the IFBB, which is the International Federation of Bodybuilding, I got one. (laughs) You get your pro card when you win um, an amateur show, I think, or you win more than one or you win the overall or something. You have
2: to win the overall, I think, in a national qualifier.
1: Yeah. Or
2: maybe a national.
1: See, See, we we don't know
2: anything. We don't know all the details. (laughs) Here's the deal. I'm just not really concerned with winning. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
1: And I'm not going to be a pro ever. And these women, the pros, are typically under 30. I mean, most of them are pretty young. And they. so the divisions are, you know, overall, and then there's also masters, so based on age and stuff. But the pros, um, they're just they've won they're legit they've most likely been working on this for a long time and they know what they're doing in a ridiculous they're just stunning i was totally blown away and so it was it was the only professionals there were the bikini models but models competitors <laughs> but it's just you just watch them come out there they do their poses it's just i was completely sucked in and just trying to imagine could i do this <sighs> same it looked I
2: think for the first time I just realized how
1: multifaceted
2: the whole process was. The, you know, the amount of work that very, very clearly went into um, this this end result, this, you know, one stage appearance. I mean, there was months and months of hard work that went into it, choices, decisions, all the things that we'd worked so hard on in other parts of our life and like 75 hard. How, how do you um, set goals and reach them and, you know, have that spread in all the corners of your life this was another um representation of that to me
1: yeah for sure yeah it's kind of like this is really hard and this is something that is requires discipline in body diet mind i mean obviously aesthetics and then you have to look pretty (laughs) i mean you have to You know, it's not like you put on leggings and go pick up the heaviest weight in the room. It's a, it's, it's, it adds grace and elegance and femininity. I don't know. It just looked really hard and like something I legit could never do. I could never walk in a bikini on stage in heels and turn around and show my butt to an audience. My butt is the worst part of my body. (laughs) And then to just be like, here it is. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Boom. was just like I could do all this except turn around <laughs> Yes. And even now when I'm like videoing my posing for my coach, when I watch it back, I die. I die Same. looking at my own butt. Same. It's so bad. <laughs> oh,
2: this is terror, this is fear that I've almost never felt in my life and you know I guess that's the attraction of the whole thing it's hard we like to do hard things the discomfort putting yourself out of your comfort zone this is way way out of my this comfort is the zone. pinnacle way, way I never showed up to an Ironman man I had to worry about my my rhinestone <laughs> earrings and my where the where my stripper heels were and and you know I whether I could pose right I mean you know all I had to do was put one foot in front of the other for that this yeah it's very hard in comparison
1: Yes, this is like, so that was where, I mean, I just remember watching them, them come out. And so there was one, they were all coming out and they all have different looks. They're all different nationalities and, you know, brunettes and blondes. Well, <clears throat> we're watching and this one woman comes out and her name was Kristen, which that's my name. And she was tall and she was blonde and she's wearing a hot pink bikini. And I went, oh, that's, that's who I want to be. And I just, I immediately looked her up on Instagram, found her on Instagram, followed her, watched her, and I was obsessed. And that was her first pro show, which I didn't know, but I was obsessed with her. And so I started fangirling her right away. And honestly, seeing her was the main reason I was like, I got to do this because I wanted to be her. She just, she was every, she was, she was me except all, like, she's what I want to be. And so, and I still feel that way. She's, she's blonde and she's a bikini Competitor and she looks amazing and she was wearing pink and it was like, I don't know. I resonated with it so hard and She luckily isn't creeped out by that and she's actually been really nice to me on Instagram and has been giving me advice and tips and is Kind of my fan and I'm just, just totally enamored. with it. Hi Kristen. I hope you listen. Love you <laughs> Hi Kristen. Hi Kristen Wright. Hi Kristen Wright. IFBB pro you can follow her on Instagram. It's k-r-i-s-t-i-n underscore Wright with the w anyway, so then we saw the amateurs come out. And so people, local, we got to see my friend, which was really cool. She looked amazing. I think she took second or third place, too. It was her first show. Um, so that was cool to see. Okay, I know this person. I've seen her prep. I know that it is possible if you follow a plan to get to, onto a stage and then do really well. So that was cool. And then we saw the other divisions, which there weren't that many in the figure and physique. Remember?
2: There was like one in the physique.
1: Yeah. physique. I is,
2: remember that. That's one level above figure.
1: Yeah, so it's really muscular.
2: And then the highest level of muscularity in the bodybuilding—we should just say this—is is the actual women's bodybuilding category. And I don't think there's too many uh, people that act- actually strive for that, no. you know, look.
1: Anymore. Yeah, it's, it's so. pretty it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. You have to add a lot of mu- it's a lot of muscle. Again, yeah. I don't know how much, but it's big and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we picked our divisions. I don't know how, if. I was told that I could go either for figure or bikini based on where I was starting. I could add muscle to get to figure or I could get leaner to be bikini and seeing as how as I used to be, seeing as how is, what the hell, what was that? Seeing as I used to be 400 pounds, I just always would love to see how lean um, I can get because I just don't want to be, I don't want to go backwards and like add any mass to my body. So the idea of going into a bikini competition was extra hard and terrible and scary because of in my mind, I'm still 400 pounds. I'm still, I still want to hide. And so for me, the ultimate challenge is the bikini division for all those reasons. And for me, I felt like I could
2: go physique or figure. I had put on a decent amount of muscle over the last few years. Um, And as I tell my kids, like I am have put tons of effort into becoming a, a a runner and being, um, trying to be a fast runner. And the truth is I'm always just going to be a middle of the packer because I just don't have a lot of natural ability. Whereas I think in this, uh, in, you know, being a more muscular person, I have a little more natural tendency toward that. And so, um, a penguin cannot be a giraffe, so you should just be the best penguin you could, you should be. Yeah. You can be, yes. So that's what I say. And right now, I'm being my best penguin. Yeah. And you want to be your best penguin.
1: I do. And you're a really ripped, muscular penguin. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank you. so we're watching that show, and we both kind. Of, I just remember we looked at each other, kind of like, "All right, are we doing this?" And yeah, we both were like, "I think we have to. I think we have to do this." Is really what we said. We have to do this. This is the hardest thing we'll ever do. We have to do it and and we talked about it later and really the the main goal that we had, I remember looking at, at the competitors and there were some who there were some who had prepared but maybe not really taken it incredibly serious. And so there was a feeling of and I'm not trying to be mean, it's like hard to say it without sounding like a jerk, but there were some women there that it was just more of a I'm gonna do this to get on stage and and it was a feeling of this person is we said they're so brave to be up there and do that because they weren't really in the peak shape that they could be to do a show. And so that was our goal. I said, I just want to get on stage and look like I belong there and that no one will say, oh, look at the brave mom mm-hmm. in a bikini sticking her butt out. That's right. been my goal. Right. I would like to be brave and also
2: look like I belong.
1: Yes. Yes. I do want to. It, I am it, brave. it will
2: require bravery. It does. No matter what. <sighs> Even As if I was like ready to win. Yeah, but I just don't
1: want pity claps. No. I want it to be like, okay, you know, clearly this, if I'm up there and there's 17 women, I am 17th. I at least want it to be like, well, there are 17 women who were competing against each other. Instead of there was 16 and then there was that poor lady at the end. (laughs) That's it. I don't want to be the poor one. Like, well, she made it up there. And anyway, moving on. (laughs) That's. (laughs) <laughs> really and I mean these women are typically in their 20s and maybe early 30s there are not a lot of women that that compete especially in the pros that are over 40 I don't know why but so you're not over 40 yet I'm 42 so you know I'll be like
2: 39 in 11 months
1: <laughs> they'll just barely squeak by yeah so that was October. We decided to do it. We actually left the show. We went and had a workout. Talked about it a lot. Came back to watch the finals. Um, watched all of the bikini competitors eat donuts afterwards. And we're like, all right, I think we're doing this. So um, I had hired a coach, my friend's coach. So I already had that in place. And I decided, all right, let's do a show. And you had your coach. And I said, all right, let's 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 do it. <laughs> yeah. And it was about that time I was you know, already down here in Miami. And so I had to you know, lift and follow my plan here. And, um, and that was really hard because completely isolated, didn't know anyone, didn't, you know, have a gym here in the building. But if you remember my podcast, <laughs> when I first moved here, I started working out in the world's most beautiful fittest woman. Anita lives here and works out here and it intimidated the heck out of me. But, um, she also has been so helpful. She's my friend. And uh, I think back to that podcast and that period of time, I was so terrified of her and I felt so inferior and I felt so just absolutely like just blown into this, this small shell standing next to somebody who was everything that I was not, but that I hope to be. And, um, and I'm really proud of a, the fact that I had the nerve to speak to her because she is so perfect and b that now she actually, she actually says, wow, you're doing well. And she's giving me encouragement. And she commented on Amanda nice picture. And she said that we look good. Mm-hmm. so excited. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so talk a little bit about your training since October. What it's been like, Amanda.
0: Amanda, tell us about your training.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: lift six or seven days a week. Um, I work with my coach, Lee Richards. And he writes all my uh, uh, lifting workouts for me. They're broken out by muscle groups, and, you know, I'm in the gym an hour a day. It's not, like, a terrible, like, time commitment.
1: Yeah, you know? I think that's what people don't
2: understand. Yeah. We're not in
1: the gym five hours a day. No. Not even close. No.
2: So the results have been incredible. Um, since September, I had a DEXA body composition scan done in September, and then again in January. So in that time period, I basically swapped about 10 pounds of fat for muscle, even though my weight stayed approximately the same. So cool. So that's big results.
1: And that's really, we get asked a lot. In fact, when we walk down the street here this week, we've been just laughing at the comments we get because we're both incredibly jacked right now and we're very lean. And so people literally just, they say all the time, it's all the time, hey, how you doing? Wow. <laughs> it, it's so much fun.
2: In the grocery store.
1: In <laughs> the grocery store. But people assume, and, and I'm, I'm coaching at a resort down the street, and people come to my classes and say, how do I look like you? And I think, oh, uh, there's, I mean, there's no quick answer to that. So I don't answer, but people think that there's this weird, crazy thing. And honestly, it's focused lifting and really consistent macro and calorie goals. That's what we're, I mean, you and I have always worked out. In fact, I used to work out a lot more every day than I do now. Me I, too. Many more hours. I used to work out sometimes four hours a day. Me too. And it was cardio, cardio. and some lifting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I con- I've i always controlled my calories. I would say I ate –
2: my nutrition needed help.
1: I ate a lot. I ate well, but I
2: ate all of the cardio I was doing.
1: Yes, Basically, yeah. Yeah, and there was just – there was just – there's no rhyme or reason, which I think is – even when I was on 75 hard and I wasn't eating, you know, empty carbs and whatnot, I definitely got leaner. I I lost some weight. I felt really good. But when you're training for a bodybuilding competition and you have a coach who's dialing in your macros – And your calories and your lifts and your cardio, those things, I mean, it's a science. And we read a book on it too before we started and it is science. And so it's working smarter, not harder. Well, I wouldn't say not harder, but it's working smarter. And, um, and yeah, it's about an hour, sometimes two, depending on cardio, but for a long time. I mean, we started in October and then our actual 20 week prep started in January, which is where you really kind of get more of a dialed in plan. Yes. A lot more protein.
2: So talking about macros, you know, really it just boils down to a lot more protein and monitoring your overall calorie consumption every day.
1: Yeah, and anybody can do it. I mean, you don't have to do a show to dial in your nutrition to that degree to literally exchange fat for muscle. And your scale, I mean, our scale, my scale didn't move a whole lot at all until very recently, but when I did my DEXA scan... I mean, it was ridiculous how much fat was gone and how much muscle was added. When I, I had a net loss of four pounds, but I lost, I think it was 11 or 18, I forget, pounds of fat and then added muscle. And that was, you know, I got frustrated. I don't like to weigh myself. I don't believe in weighing yourself. And especially now having to weigh myself for the coach every day and then be like, well, I'm doing all this and nothing's happening on the scale, but to trust the process that it's there's stuff going on you can't see.
2: And try to be numb to it more Uh, as a data collection item and less of, you know, actual feedback of what is happening with your body play by play, day by day. Because there are things happening with your composition that won't be reflected on the scale through this process.
1: Yeah, the scale doesn't tell you really anything you need to know. It's really not. I mean, it's totally pointless for 90% of what we're doing, honestly, till the very end. But... So we started, 20 weeks out was January. So like I remember New Year's, I had kind of my last hurrah as far as eating whatever I wanted just to get things out of my system and then dial it in. And I had a a different coach. I had my coach from Minnesota. And um, when I went back home for a weekend in late January, I did a workout with Amanda and her coach Lee and met Lee. And there was just something about his style and the way that he, I don't know, I just gelled with him. And I got into a point with my training just having a coach in Minnesota and I didn't have a lot of contact. And this is the thing, if you're gonna hire a coach for anything, you have to gel with that person. So I know I coach people, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a weight loss coach. If someone doesn't gel with me, we're not gonna get anywhere. If they hate it, if it's not working, you need to get a different coach. And I had a really hard time thinking about it because I had paid up front for a year with my coach, number one, so I'd invested all this money but i was really not enjoying it and it just it just didn't vibe with me there was nothing she was doing wrong she's a great coach she has great clients they get great results they win shows i have nothing bad to say at all about her or the team it just didn't work for me and when i met lee and then also amanda and i are training together i just thought you know i want to love this experience i want to stop thinking i want to quit so i switched to lee and then everything changed and everything got really really fun he's great he is great yeah and he listens highly. He, I,
2: he. one thing that, about Lee that's just awesome is that he's, like, truly invested in you. I, I feel that he, like, really believes in me and really wants me to do well and goes out of his way to make contact with me and make sure I'm on track. And that, to me, is the priceless quality of, of, of you know, a coach. Something that I really need and, and desire in my relationship with a coach.
1: Yes. And he doesn't have a ton. uh, He's not like a crank out the cookie cutter plan. Like he writes workouts for us. He writes our, when when I call him and say, I'm, uh, this isn't working. I don't feel good about what's going on. Here's what I've eaten. Here's how I feel. He takes it all into consideration. He offers, you know, a tweak or a change or just a reset and, and he's calm He's very much, he's very much calm. I know how you feel. Let's try this. So then you feel like you get a fresh start or restart. Even if it's minor, he just knows, he knows what he's doing. He's done how many shows himself? He's done many shows himself. 30, he told me? Yeah. Yeah. He's a professional. He understands the science. He understands the hormones. I mean, we have such little fat in our bodies and fat is hormone. Like fats and hormones do something together or something. They're related. Uh, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I got real fun when I started working with Lee. So let's talk a little bit about that, the moods and the hormones and stuff, because we've been each other's person. We've talked almost every day as we've been dealing with all of this. So how has it affected you?
2: It's been a roller coaster. Some days I feel like I wake up and I have energy and I look in the mirror and I think, dang, you look good. You're really going like, to crush this goal. You're really on your way. And then I have a great workout and things just seem to be gelling and vibing. And then the next day, maybe I scales up a pound or two or, you know, it's just, it's tough. Like some days it, it, it I, I don't feel good. And I think, what am I even doing? I should probably just quit. <laughs> uh, it, it's, and it happens. The switch happens incredibly fast between those two moods.
1: Yeah. Sometimes a couple of hours.
2: Yeah. So that's hard. I don't know that I ever experienced that with, like, other athletic goals that I had. No. No, 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 always felt like I was on track. But this one, for some reason, is very volatile.
1: (laughs) Well, and we're going for something we've never seen before. It's kind of like any time you chase a goal that you you can dream about, but you don't actually know what you look like. You don't actually... You're going on a lot of faith. And so one bad hour of your day, you think, I've screwed it all up. And Mm -hmm. you can't imagine getting there because you're not there yet you're just operating on I mean faith in science and Lee.
2: yeah
1: and I've had um
2: a few blips in my nutrition <laughs> where I t- where my binge eating tendencies have <laughs> reared their its head and Same. I had a we call it an, an SMD yes. and a seven muffin day <laughs> <laughs> I've had SMDs on occasion that doesn't feel good. Waking up the next morning and hopping on the scale,
1: getting the Marco Polo. Yeah, so I kind of had a bad day. Like we made muffins and I had seven of them. I'm like, wait, seven? Oh, that's that's okay. Shake it off. Ooh. What? Yeah, seven. Yikes. So like, and I've done the same thing where I'm like, well, me and the dollar bills hit the vending machine at midnight down in the garage, and it was a little bit of a chocolate drool. Um, so we've had our moments. Cause we are both were, I mean, we're, we both used to be overweight. Like we're not just normal people at a normal body weight getting lean. She, you and I have, we've dealt with a lot of food demons, binge eating, overeating, emotional eating. I mean, you, you've lost over a hundred pounds. I've lost over a hundred pounds. We was a fatty, not is a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's
2: pretty common for those things to come up, um, for people prepping for a competition, um, who have had these similar struggles, and, you know, part of me thinks, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because, you know, I've struggled with that in the past, and I don't want to, like, go near that, and I don't want to bring up any binge eating habits. I don't want to have to deal with that, and the other part of me thinks, no, it, it lights even a hotter fire under me because uh, I think, no, I do want to deal with this. I do want to... I want to figure this out. I want to confront that. I want to continue to confront that. Um and this is a mechanism to do that. This is if if it's going to show itself through this, then I'm going to say no. No, you don't have that power over me. I'm going to continue to make good choices through this and feel the struggle and get through it and try to wrangle that that demon. So,
1: yeah, it it's a It brings up all the things and in a normal I tell people this all the time. This is an anomaly This is something we're working for for a a goal on a stage and for the rest of your life This isn't a sustainable way to live but this is a period of time to say you know what I am going to forsake Other cravings and desires and go for the taste of something I want, which is not food, but it's a moment honestly, it's an experience and to continually choose the dream of that over the taste of something for me is a daily challenge to say i have to put that down because when i'm on the stage i don't want to feel bad about how i'm bringing the package saying wow if i had just been stronger with that box of donuts on march 26th i would feel better standing here i don't want to feel that way i want to stand there and say i made the good choices i wasn't perfect But I fought and I won and and I'm standing here with the best possible package I could put together. And I have to think about that every time I'm in my kitchen. And it's so hard. And I love how hard it is. Because it's... I mean, it's real. It's real. Yes. It's hard.
2: It's hard. And it's rewarding.
1: Yeah. It feels so good. Feels good. It feels good to walk down the street with you. And like, we're we're not vain, egotistical people. But we have worked so hard... And so to walk down the street, especially for me, and I maybe you feel the same way, but especially for me knowing, like, I think more often now than I ever did that I used to hide. I used to hide. And now I, I really am proud of what I have pulled off. And so to get any kind of validation, it's it's shocking and it's absolutely like, whoa, I did something. Like, it shows. My hard work really shows. And I, I freaking love that. And I know it's fleeting because I'm not going to look like this forever, but. It's so sure fun. It feels good. And it feels
2: good to, to bask in that for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And we, because we've earned it. I mean. Yeah.
2: It makes it seem real. Not just something in my imagination. Not just something I thought maybe I could do, but it's only me that thinks that. Right. Like now it's like other people are noticing. Yeah. Like we, we, today we were walking down the sidewalk and this guy said, are you guys competing? Yeah.
1: I was like, he could like, tell like, whoa, <laughs> what competing at what? Yeah. No. What should we compete for? <laughs> Are you having contests? Are we running racing? I can't win that right now. Trivia. I don't know. <laughs> I could win that either. Me
2: neither.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it is, um, it's funny. Cause you know, we literally started working on this in July and August. Honestly, I started going to the gym to lift in July. So it is going to be May when we hit a stage And most of that time, no one noticed a thing, no one paid any attention, no one could tell. And so you just keep grinding anyway. And so now that you can start to see the muscle, it's incredibly gratifying to say, yes, I've been working on this for so long. Thank you so much for noticing. Yes, it's very (laughs) exciting. But it's just proof positive that, you have to work really hard no matter what. And eventually, eventually it pays off, but you, you, you can't just say, oh, I don't see a change today, I quit. Although many times, we have felt that way. Yeah, along that the is way. how
2: it has felt. Yes.
1: Okay, so the diet is one thing, and then weightlifting is quite another. But the third piece of this is something that neither one of us have any experience with, and it's really hard. And that's posing. So our posing is different for figure and bikini. So, Mindy, um, tell us a little bit about what posing is for you and how much fun it's been. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I avoided posing for a long time knowing that it was this like unknown dark territory that I was going to have to eventually go to and like figure it out because it's a necessary element um posing is supposed to accentuate all the things that you're being judged on for your division so for my posing I have to do the standard quarter turns and we both need to wear high heels clear high heels and look feminine and you know wear jewelry and smile like very much like a pageant um so i do quarter turns i've so it's a front um and each side and then a rear pose um, where i like especially flare my lats and get this like really wide look which for me was really hard initially i would like tense up my muscles when i was trying to learn how to do it and I would end up, like, clenching my chest, my pecs, (laughs) (laughs) thinking that that was my back. I don't know, my brain-body connection was totally messed up. And um, actually, one cool thing that happened by practicing and figuring that out and figuring out how to, um, you know, grow my lats and and create tension there is I could do zero standard pull-ups before, and now I can do, like, a set of six. Um, just suddenly it's not like i suddenly got that much stronger it's that my brain figured out how to control my lats
1: can you teach me that yeah because i can't do a pull-up yeah
2: i I think i think if you practice that front
1: pose you probably could could get it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it yeah okay but so posing posing in is not just flexing it's angles and then and then it's it's holding them it's exhausting and it makes you sore.
2: And transitions too between the poses.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have to be smooth.
2: Mm hmm.
1: It's really hard. Confident. Yes. So if you see, if you watch a, someone doing a pose or a, doing a presentation or, you know, walking out onto stage in a competition, it, it doesn't look like a whole lot. It looks like they're just standing and moving, but it's incredibly exaggerated. And that's how it's supposed to look. It's supposed to look easy and calm
2: and smooth and not a big deal. Yeah. So that's the trick. If that's how it looks, then that's how it's supposed to look. But it's not that way. No, it's so hard. And that's the truth. And we both had a rude awakening when it came to that.
1: Yeah. So I hired a posing coach. You had to hire... We had to hire posing coaches. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how serious this part... I mean, you can do all the diet and weightlifting you want, but if you don't present it on stage, it's totally pointless. Yeah. So I didn't know that either, but... And so you have a coach in person, right? Yes.
2: So um, I meet with a coach every week, and sometimes I avoid practicing. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I show up, and I tuck my tail between my legs, and i like, and she says, how was your week? And I say, it was fine. I mean, I, you know, I worked out, and I ate well. Um <laughs> But how was the posing? You didn't send me any videos. And so that went on for a few weeks. And recently I said to Kelsey, I was like, look, I need a way to like dial this in. We're getting real close. I need to figure out how to incorporate this into my day. I don't want to do it right away in the morning. I don't want to do it before bed. I can hardly brush my teeth at night. Like I I certainly can't pose for 15 minutes. And she's like, well, why don't you do it at the end of your workout? You know, as like the last 10 minutes, keep your shoes in your bag and literally at the gym, do 10 to 15 minutes of posing as a rule every time you come to the gym to lift. I was like, wow, that is a good idea. So I've implemented that, and it's going much better now. So I, I, feel, I feel way better.
1: I think it's so funny. We will measure our oats and our food, and we will lift weights until we're exhausted. But put your pretty shoes on and strut and pose for 15 minutes. We're like, nope, too hard. No, can't. <laughs> that sounds way impossible. I do want to. <laughs>
2: Totally uncomfortable I'm with it. It's, yeah, and that's what it, it is. Uh-oh. It was just like unknown zone. I don't know how to do it. I just don't want to. You don't feel good about it. No.
1: I suck at it. Who wants to do things they suck at? Nobody. But it's you know terrible. what's so cool is when you do it, you get better. Whoa. <laughs> Weird. I had to hire someone online because I didn't know anyone and I'm in Florida and I don't want to leave my house or my beach. So I found someone online. It's the posing fairy and she's a, pro, a former pro bikini um, competitor. And so we do it on Facebook. FaceTime and I just set the phone on the floor and then I put my posing suit on and my heels and she tells me She's amazing. She'll just she knows with words to tell me how to move my body to pose And after a half an hour, I'm so sore. It's it's just absolutely mind-boggling how hard it is to to stand and to move in those positions, but um, But with practice, it's getting better. I'm still I haven't I still have three or four pieces to put together to the routine so my posing is you know front s pose side pose rear pose and um and you have to transition and in the bikini you have to walk a certain way and there's just flary things i don't know any of them yet but there's gonna be flappy flary things i do with my arms (laughs) and stuff before i just stick my butt out i mean you don't just stick your butt out you have to like i don't know (laughs) flap around And I walk like a trucker, you know, in a straight line. I, my hips don't do anything. And so the hardest thing for me is instead of walking like, you know, like front, like straight, you have to walk kind of side to side. So your hips have to sway. Your arms have to go side to side instead of in front and in back. And I don't know how to do that. So I'm just working on walking that way. And I feel like an idiot. I feel silly. But at the bottom line is... I read this quote Jordan Peterson wrote about, you know, if you get asked to perform a song in public, would you just show up and kind of whimper the song and just get it over with? Or would you just sing the song? Like you should show up and sing the song. And so I think about that with this. I'm going to show up and sing the song. So I'm going to strut and I'm going to be the most bikini competitor competitor ever. And that's just what I'm going to do. So between now and then in six weeks, it's going to be a strutty alter ego i don't know what her name is i think her name is britney because i love britney spears that's right um and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm gonna be (laughs) as i'm gonna do it and stuff (laughs) i'm gonna do it
0: too we're gonna do it
1: yes yeah so yeah the posing is tough and so the piece of it that's really fun is the sparkly stuff and then just trying to put together the package so the posing suit first of all It's important to have a suit that mimics our show suit so that we know kind of in the poses you get the right angles. And so Amanda was really nice. She ordered her posing suit and then she bought me one and I got to get a posing suit. And you get to pick the connectors and the color and the sparkles. Yep. And they're so pretty.
2: How did you feel when you first put on your posing suit? Oh my gosh.
1: It was amazing. I felt like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening and I can do this. And I don't look like the poor sad lady on the end who's just so brave. Like, I might actually be able to fit in up there. It was amazing. It made me so emotional.
2: I think your experience was better than mine. Mine was, like, terror. I was like, why isn't there more fabric on this watch? (laughs) My butt needs more fabric than this. Um, Well, yes, I also felt that. Yes. But, no, I mean, I agree. Like, it was kind of, like, mind-blowing. That to put something on that, you know, was that small. That had that small amount of fabric that costs that much money
1: it was so expensive (laughs) and to know I wouldn't even wear this on the beach but I will wear it on a stage in front of like hundreds of people like I wouldn't put it on and go outside right here on the beach but I will go on a stage with lights and stick my butt out in front of everyone (laughs) I will walk in that suit in the hallway in my heels out here and just to practice but I will not like I don't know it's crazy it's
2: been a big confidence booster
1: yeah just that's fine I'll put on some skimpy thing
2: and anybody can look and that's fine
1: yeah I don't care anymore yeah I have no I mean I yeah I don't care no but so we have the posing suits and then now when Amanda got here the, the number one thing we needed to do was okay we're at that point we're seven weeks out we need to there's a whole lot of things we need to do we need to A register for the show <laughs> we've been telling everyone we're doing this show and we hadn't registered yet yeah so we registered, and so first you have to be a member of the MPC. So you have to get a card. Ching. Yeah. So you register, hi, I want to be a member. It's like 125 bucks. So now you're a member, and now you can compete in their shows. So when you register for the show, you get to choose which divisions or classes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and each one costs money. But you don't want to register in a bunch of classes. You want to have a lot of time on stage, and you want to be in classes that you might have, be competitive in. Yes. So, we each signed up for three classes. Four. I did four, I think. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, there's the overall, which is you're competing against everyone. And then what else is there? I don't remember. True novice means it's your first time. Yes. So, everyone who's there for the very first time in your division, you all compete against each other.
2: And then I did overall Masters 35 plus. And you did overall Masters 40 plus, I think. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And then... Novice is anyone who's competed already but never took first place. Right. And so it's kind of like just a smaller overall category. And so I think I registered for that one too. I skipped that one. So, you know, it costs money for every class. So we register for the show. (laughs) Ching, 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 ching. So then we look online and okay, so when you're at the show, you have to all be spray tanned by the same spray tanner and they have an official spray tan company backstage and that's who you have to use so you have to book your sessions the weekend of the show so you can either get one coat or two coats or three coats of spray tan and a, three coats with a finisher and a pretty bronzer i don't we don't know anything about this no. but we're like let's just do them all
2: <laughs> ching
1: probably we'll need more coats yeah sure all the coats you don't want to get two coats and then go i need a third but no i didn't pay that extra 20 dollars back in march no just get them all right so ching yeah And then we're like, all right, uh, we got to have our hair and makeup done because, you know, you have to have stage makeup. So we still haven't done that, but we got to book somebody to do our hair and makeup. And then we're traveling to St. Louis, so hotel rooms, chain. Yep. (laughs) Competition suit. Oh, yes. And we ordered our – oh, gosh. You have to talk about the competition suits.
2: I mean, I've been scrolling. My husband just – Wants to murder me because all he ever does is see me scrolling on my phone looking at sparkly bikinis. <laughs> He's like, "Would you just pick one already?" I'm like, "I have decision fatigue. This is terrible. I have so many photos in my iPhone photo gallery of just random bikinis, different companies, of levels of bedazzle. They're really sparkly. There's all these different decisions that have to be made about the connector and what kind of crystals go on them and yeah, what the pattern a and the, the color and it's." total decision fatigue I have I just I wanted red but I mean what what shade of red what what you know level of iridescence it's just crazy so we just needed to pull the trigger and order something and go with our gut and um, buy a suit on and Monday. they're
1: expensive Yes. and depending on the company they can be hundreds of dollars difference between the companies and they're all custom made and I mean there's a billion different options and you don't know because it's custom made you send the measurements and you don't get to try it on and it gets like, uh, like also it's not going to fit until
2: you're stage weight. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> even when you do get it, it likely is not supposed to fit <laughs> until like one week out. It's just, yeah. And then hopefully fingers crossed it works. So it's just a yeah. total crapshoot. I mean.
1: And then colors, you're right. Like the color that I picked, you can get that color or you can get it with white around the edge or the dark shade or the light shade and the sparkly. It's just, there's so many options and they're all different in cost. So we spent the first day hemming and hawing, and finally we're like, let's just do it. Mm -hmm. So then you order it, and then you have to send them your measurements. You have to send them photos of you holding a tape measure around your body in all these different ways. So they know how to custom make it. It was just ridiculous. But ching. 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 (laughs) So much money. And since I'm flying, I get to book my airfare, so ching. And Amanda's driving down. I was going to originally go to Minnesota and then drive down, but that's just so much travel, so... It's going to be flying. Plus, you'd have to fly to Minnesota then. Yeah, i have to go to Minnesota. You doesn't
2: reduce the number of flights.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. So, so that was our Monday. And then, so, Anita, who uh, is here, I sent her. She was really concerned because I was going to get an, a hot pink suit for the show because I love hot pink. And she just said, you know, the spray tanning, pink just doesn't show up as well. I, I don't want you to be disappointed and I don't want you to get judged poorly, but pink does not look good with the spray tan. I think you should... Think twice about it, and at first I was like, "No, I want to be fitness queen Barbie and I want to wear pink, and that's what I want to do." But then I'm like, "I'm doing all this work, spending all this money. I want to look as good as I can." So, decided against pink, and um, so I had sent her a message and said, "This is what I decided," and so she was really nice, and then she sent a link to this little funnel thingy, and she's like, "You need to get some of these," and it what it is, it's a little funnel, um, so that when you pee. You don't ruin your spray tan. I'm like, I would the, never have known that. The morning up. The spray
2: tan is is not just an ordinary spray tan, by the way. Right. It's like. Shellac. It, paint. <laughs> you, here's an idea. You will get charged by your hotel if you sleep in their sheets while you have the spray tan on your body. So we need to bring our own sheets so yes. we could wreck the sheets.
1: Yes. Yeah. So we have to bring our own sheets to the hotel. You have to wear like loose things because if you wear something away with a waistband, it rubs the spray tan off. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these things you have to do to manage your tanning for the two or three days of the show, um, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, if you pee, it'll, it'll like, (laughs) she's like, you think you're a careful peer, but you're not. So you have to use a funnel when you pee. (laughs) This is what our life has turned into. Yeah.
2: So many things we don't know.
1: But we know being endurance athletes and like climbing a mountain where there's no restrooms and stuff, we're used to you know, awkward pee situations, but the funnel situation. Yeah. All the weird things. I think the
2: application of the tan is going to be an interesting experience as well. Yes. It's, there's going to be some bending over and, <gasps> you know. I don't do
1: that. Oh, mm-hmm. and then prior to, we have to be completely hairless. So we have to completely buff our bodies, get completely hairless. So, you know, obviously shaving your arms, and but your back. Like, we have to shave your back, Amanda. What? Yes. <laughs> Did you know you have back hair? I don't have any back hair. Uh-huh. You have a little baby back fuzz. Okay. So we have to shave our entire bodies before spray tan. There's just all these things. And you wouldn't think of it. It's like, hi, I'm going to do a show. I'm going to put on a bikini and stick my butt out. But no, I need to sell a kidney in order to save the money <laughs> to buy all the things. So it's been expensive. Yes. So, but the nice thing is, is I don't want to spend all that money on one day. So I decided to do um, at least one more show, maybe two right after. So that's going to be fun. I think Amanda's going to do at least one more with me, right? I'm a maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna do them in Florida though, so I don't have to travel again. But so that's kind of where we're at. We're six weeks out. Our nutrition, our macros are dialed in pretty tight. We are, we're doing really well. I mean, we have found so many hacks to get um, things to taste good. Um, it's amazing when you're eating all these. You're not eating a whole lot, and you don't get any sweets. How all of a sudden calorie-free chemical laden things become really delicious and you just start eating things and drinking things you would never normally eat because they're just chemicals, but you don't care. You're like, there's no calories in this. I want it.
2: I think you and I are single handedly like supporting Walden farms. Uh, their stock. I don't know if they're a public company, but you should buy stock in that company because <laughs> at least until May, Kristen and Amanda are buying out the calorie
1: free syrup. Um, I put it in my coffee you put it on your eggs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Walden Farms Maple Walnut Calorie-Free Pancake Syrup on Egg Whites is bomb. Oh, God, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. It's so good. You make your egg whites sweet, and then it goes in the oatmeal. It goes in the coffee. Um, and then Protein pancakes. Protein pancakes. Of course. They make um, um, a chocolate syrup that goes on our protein shakes. Tonight we had a garlic herb stuff on our shrimp.
2: I use their Chipotle Ranch dressing on a lot Mm -hmm. of my salads, like Southwest type salads, you know, where your chicken and and pico go in and avocado or whatever, and then just a whole lot of that stuff. But zero calorie, zero calorie. Yeah,
1: zero calorie. I don't understand it. Well, because it's chemicals. It's just, yeah.
2: um, It's weird. I don't, I just don't understand.
1: I don't need to understand. No, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, I don't care. And it's terrible because normally I'm all about like whole foods and eating clean and all of that. And so this Same. is the thing where it's, we become less about our physical performance and now we care about aesthetics and zero calories. Yeah. It's not a healthy way of life, people, but you know, it's one no. time, right?
2: This is not a long-term uh, habit no. or solution, so.
1: No. And um, there's calorie free beverages that we like. So uh, McDonald's, what? No, Walmart. <laughs> I mean, McDonald's. if they have what?
2: it, I'm all about it.
1: If <laughs> <And laughs> sure. McDonald's had a calorie free Big Mac. I'd be just in line all the Sign time. Sign me up. Gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> but Walmart has these um, cherry water. It's called it's just not really called cherry water, but that's what Amanda calls it. But it's basically like cherry pop, cherry soda, but there's no caffeine, like five calories, and it's sweet and fizzy. Yeah. And it's the Walmart brand, which I hate Walmart, so I hate that we're doing this. But
2: you're you're pretty heavy on the sugar free Jello. Yeah, I love sugar free <laughs> Jello. <yeah.
1: laughs> sugar free Jello is like a meal, like a whole container of
2: it okay the other day I was sitting here working I swore I wouldn't eat built bars in the middle middle of my work meetings and I she heard the wrapper go off and I was on a call she stood up from her desk and came and ripped the bar out of my mouth (laughs) I took it right out of her mouth and I felt like a two-year-old about to have a tantrum and then she replaced it with a big glass mug full of jello different flavors with a little like whipped cream on top it was oh, like yeah. a parfait it was perfect and delicious so good. and it was
1: five calories so i took strawberry jello and then lemon jello and layered it and then you just drizzle a little heavy cream like maybe 20 calories of heavy cream and it's amazing and it's not i mean built bars you know i i'm sponsored by built bar um and they're amazing but love it but like mindlessly on work calls both of us tend to eat and i, mean, I heard the wrapper it's I, not great knew if you're having like,
2: a couple of them and then you know you just fall in this like candy bar like induced to, you yeah,
1: know mindlessly yes it's one thing to choose to eat it but yes, like yes. i know how it is we're yeah. the same we yes. get distracted and we're bored because it's a work call <laughs> and we just want to make it <laughs> le- like less boring so i know i'll eat a, a coconut brownie chunk built bar but then you don't even remember eating it so
2: that was great, though. She's like, here, you can have this instead. And you can have the rest of your Bilt Bar that's in now in a baggie <laughs> in the cupboard and after I, you're off the call.
1: I wasn't going to waste that. It's, no, for gold. sure. Oh,
2: God, yeah. So Limited time flavor, too. Yeah.
1: It's important I have some it. you guys don't. <laughs> <Huh.
2: laughs>
1: Bilt Bar. Uh, I'm not going to put an ad in this episode, but literally um, built Bars are the best. And um, and they actually really good are good on prep, too, because we're not eating junk food or sweets. And those are things where we get our protein and they taste like a treat. I mean, and they're low cal, low net carb. I mean, they're they're awesome. Yeah, we eat a lot of them, and everyone who tries them loves them. Yes. So if you haven't tried them, you will love them. So I don't know what you're waiting for. My code is Destination Begin for ten percent off. Anyway, um, so we've been doing all the calorie free things, and then so Amanda went to Walmart the other night. I was working late, and I have a little a little Miata, and the trunk is so tiny, and they didn't have the 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 cans of the cherry water they just had the big bottles and so <laughs> she filled the trunk how many bottles of cherry water did you get i don't know like 30 <laughs> <laughs> we oh, was gonna like- go a half an hour to walmart again <laughs> so we went outside with a giant like giant bag and then her backpack and we filled her backpack she's got a backpack of cherry waters and i've got all these boxes i had like a flat like a box of cherry waters, and we filled the cupboard with cherry waters, and we filled the fridge with sugar-free Jello, <laughs> and then um, last night at the grocery store, we bought all of the Walden Farms chocolate syrup and pancake syrup, and then gum. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's really funny. Yeah. So, But you know,
2: it's- We laugh about it and know that there this too shall end.
1: Yes. So. Yeah. so, anyway, so that's where we're at. We're six weeks out, and those of you who've seen us on Instagram, we're super jacked. We're getting lean. Um, it's just crazy. It's really, really, really fun. Um, and who knows in six weeks what will happen, but we'll for sure do a follow-up episode and talk about the experience and if the spray tan stayed on and if we got fined by the hotel for ruining the sheets and if the funnel worked <laughs> and, and what I we did out I can't wait. <laughs> You're getting me all excited It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And we're going to sing the song and it's going to be rad. We're going to sing the, the duet. Yeah. 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 So it's super fun to do it with each other too because we're yeah. in different divisions, so we're not competing against each other. Yes. And so we can be – like I can see – you and then see all the figure competitors i've seen online and say like amanda's gonna win like you're gonna win at least something in your category i don't know which category but you're gonna win like you there's no way you're not gonna win something you're not just gonna place you're gonna win like you're insane i don't care i'm not gonna win because there's number one i'm not i don't have that you need to be open you need to be open to winning i'm open to winning (laughs) yeah but i don't have a butt so i i know i won't win but i know i'm not going to be pitied and um I already know that and that's exciting. So and that's enough for me. And I'm gonna look the I'm gonna look the girliest fit queen Barbie that I've ever looked. Yeah.
2: And I'm gonna be the best penguin I can be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The
2: Barbie and Penguin go to the Show.
1: <laughs> so I think that's all we have for you today on this episode. Yeah. I can't think of any more calorie free things share. <laughs> Um, and if you want to to do a show, I encourage you to read up on it and get a good coach. Our coach, Lee Richards, he's in Minnesota, but I'm in Florida and he coaches me. So um, I know he's taking clients. And um, so if you're interested in learning more about that, we're just shouting him out because he's amazing. He's amazing. I mean, I can Marco Polo him like, hi, I'm having the best day. I feel so great. And then an hour later, I'll be like, I need carbs. I'm tired. What's wrong with me? Am I going to die? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Help me. And then he'll... Respond perfectly. I'll be like, Okay, I'm totally fine now. So he manages it all really well, so he's terrific. Yeah. So all right, that's all we have for you. We'll keep you updated in six weeks. Man I just shrugged her giant <laughs> traps.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm not as good not as good at podcasting as you. It's all right.
1: Just look just look buff and pretty, that's all. You. <laughs> I got it here. Bye. Bye.
0: That's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared. This podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think will get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes, you can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, and you can also email me kristen at destinationbegin.com.